are listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. The following podcast may contain explicit material. You have been warned. Flying towards a setting sun in a Honda Accord of gold. The AC stringing against the funk because our socks and drawers are old. On the 105 for an afternoon drive, whizzing by the freeway flora. In the passenger seat is my best friend Pete, a fat man in a fedora. Breaker 1-9, this is Drekhnar the Dark. I was momentarily detained in the hotel entrance, fat beard. The valet was trying to charge me an exorbitant fee. It appears we have ourselves a game con. Yeah, we got ourselves a game con, playing for four days straight. We got ourselves a game con, our hygiene it can wait. We got ourselves a game con, our games after fun. And we'll be praying all the night. Till the morning sun Thank you for joining us for season 17 episode 5 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast My name is Stu I'm Kadeem <laughs> I'm Stork This host has no name Stu's like, look at his computer, like, what, you want to take me on? What? What? He's doing the whole chest thumping. What? My problem make, when you no problem have, you don't want to make. Right? <laughs> right? Okay. Hi. Hi. Here we are. Hello. Hola. Um, a couple things I need to plug. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, tsunami, Good job. Tsunami Con, October 7th, 8th, and 9th. In some place called Wichita, Kansas. Is that? That is a place. Is that it, is. it is. It is a place. I have actually been there. Careful. <laughs> I don't know where Wichita, Kansas is. No, is it in Kansas? Yes. Where's yes. Kansas? Because you're going to get confused with, <laughs> okay. with, with Wichita Falls, which is not in Kansas. When, when you Next to that state that, that makes corn. Porn? Corn. No, no, that's the, the valley. State. Oh, yes. <laughs> not porn. San Fernando Valley? <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> Well, they don't it's, make it's when you're flying from here to to like New York. When you get about halfway, you're there. Why would anyone fly to New York? I don't know. <laughs> well, see, like, the irony is that they yeah. have tornadoes there, not tsunamis. So okay. that is ironic. okay. I actually it know the history a safe of their place. name. Okay, so I will tell you. It actually came from back in the day in D and D. There was a bunch of spells that were like. Prismatic, prismatic sphere, right. prismatic spray, prismatic this, prismatic, and somebody said, "What we need is prism- is a prismatic tsunami," and ah, it stuck. There we go. That's where my hat went. Oh, do you want it? I thought it was a gift. Here, it's been sitting there the whole time. No, I, I I left it here when I was came and we did the show without you because and I got tore up. <laughs> that's yeah. You, you did, did really? really? It was when you were posting. You got tore up, not just. Uh, yeah. So anyway, there's a Kickstarter for it. If you want tickets, they basically kind of do their pre-sale through Kickstarter because it's expensive to put on a game convention. Yep. So you can go mm. to TsunamiCon, that's with a T, T. which is silent. Yep. That's because it's stealthy. It sneaks up on you. TsunamiCon.org. .org. Org. Slash Kickstarter. <laughs> and help them out. It's like your org name, org. Uh, the org. <laughs> I went to their con last year, and it was a lot of fun. I had a great time. Is it local? To which if you're in Wichita. Kansas. <laughs> That's not here, is it? No. No. Oh, okay. Did There's this know. invention called airplanes. I called an airplane. I wasn't sure we actually like, res- like figured that out. Or yeah. Yeah. Did, you uh, take, no, did you have to take your shoes off? No, dude. Jib hired a guy to walk around with an iPad <laughs> and FaceTime. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just got to go to game cons. I can't make it out there. So yeah, no. Uh, but it was a fun time. Um, they put on a good a good con. We had a good time. Um, uh, they had Mikey Mason, who's a, a geek comedian. Tons yeah. of fun. Um, he used to be on uh, postcards from the dungeon once in a while. Yeah. Mm. And uh, um, and you know, just for you, Stork. Yes. They had the guy. Who actually wrote? Wrote Top Secret. Oh, <laughs> wow! That, yeah, that guy. My man. God, it's full of charts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, you know, you is he like local baby. Or, or did he come out for that? No, they flew him out. Oh, that's awesome. That. Um, he, yeah, but, he got put in the lap of luxury, and you know, got a hotel room and all expensive hot and cold running hookers. Meanwhile, we're here. I don't I know if that was cold the hookers. Um, I don't know about the hot and cold <laughs> Look, he wrote, he wrote top secret, depends on you know, when you get so. to them. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, seriously, they, they run a, a great little con. They have a good time. Uh, lots of gaming. Um, you know, That's awesome. And, and it's, not ex- it's not expensive. So, you know. Were you on a panel out there? Was that the one that they flew you out for? No, no, I flew myself out. Oh, okay. I happened to. Your arms must have been tired. (laughs) Yes, Ah! they did. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I ran six games that weekend. Seven, seven games, sorry. But it's counting. That's a lot. (laughs) I'm only running two this weekend. Yeah, good. (laughs) You know what? I can't run my goddamn game tomorrow because I have to work. Boo. I have to work Saturdays. Once every two or three years, and it happens to be this Saturday is the one I have to work. This whole adulting thing, it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it balls. Um, but the, the money's better than not adulting. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. True. In this episode, Joel from Sweden asks us... Oh, first off... Jackercon. Oh, yeah, Jackercon started yesterday, and it's yeah, still going. It, is it might actually be going on happening. right now. Yeah, to, It's happening. And it ends Friday. Friday. Friday, July 1st. Right. Yeah. If I can run my game during the week, I will try to, but I, my schedule during the week is... Now, bear in mind, everybody that's, that wants to play JackerCon, it's hosted and, and created by a crab fisherman, so he's used to spending, I don't know, six days awake, so you guaranteed <laughs> that he will be there for you. Well, you and know, when you have crabs, it's, it's hard like to a sleep. Rec- it's like a record so number. Itchy. Of, it's a record number of games. <laughs> awesome. It is. It's, yeah. uh, it's like 25 game plus games. Um, I am <clears> running... Two sessions of Bad Streets. Um, and there's a huge variety of systems, too. Yeah. If you want to try yep. something you've never tried before, it might be there. And I'm, I'm hoping I, to play I something there. I mean, I'm talking RPG-wise, not sexually. Whoa. It is Alaska, where he's, you know... You no, get halfway through the game, and you just stand up. <laughs> no. No. No one is allowed to do that. That's God, That gets I players still, fired. I still listen to that. Uh, that's, that gets like fired worst. as a listener. <laughs> that's the worst... Email we've ever had. It was, it was, was disgusting. Was it was bad. Disgusting. Not anyway. It was not. A, it was not a. In fact, I, it's so disgusting. I'm resisting the urge to use the phrase, which I think is hysterical. Right. <laughs> I didn't. You'll notice. <laughs> I didn't want to cite the source. Mm. Um, blurb. Blurb. Email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail dot com. That's blurb. happyjacksrpg at gmail dot com. We love emails. Emails are our lifeblood. And that way we don't have to come up with content. Twitter, HappyJacksRPG, a one word. Blurp. Uh, voicemail, 626-629-8RPG. 626-629-8RPG. 626-629-8774. For those of you who don't remember, your T9. T9? Uh, T9? <laughs> T9. <clears throat> boop, 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 boop. Boop, boop, boop. Beep, beep. Boop, boop. 
Boop, 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 boop. Don't you remember that when you texted? Were you with a, your last phone? Were you a phone freak? <laughs> he was, no. he was doing that last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he had, but he had to, the sound turned off. So he didn't. Yeah, I'm still nine days of the Condor when you get the little the little dial-up thing and click, <laughs> click. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a, another convention coming up. September. September. Two, three, four. Two, Ish. three, four, and five, right? Two, yeah. Two, yeah. three, four, five? Yeah. Yes. Two, three, four, and five. Five? And at Anaheim. Then strategicon.net for Anaheim. information about that. No, I'm sorry. It started, it used to be in Anaheim. I was super hyped for a minute. I was so excited. No. <laughs> and then you Hilton. dashed me against Hilton the wall. Hilton the same. It used, to, it used to be at the Anaheim Sheriff. Paris Hilton Hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, my games are submitted. One of my games is submitted. I may run a second. I'm not sure. I have the game and I have the, the uh, show scheduled. Dan and I agreed to run a game together. Are we still going to do yeah. it? Yeah. All right. We're going to do it. Well, I'm gung-ho. One of us will submit we it. we got time. Uh, okay, so in this episode, Joel from... Oh, first off... Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, let me read this first. I'll do this first. All right. Joel from Sweden asks, about questions, asks us questions about noir, a noir pulp game. All right. Jeb sent us a podcast plug. Chris from Portland writes to ask about his weird schedule and how it messes with scheduling games. And Alan from the UK asks how to handle his PC's insanity. But at first... Wait, is it just the K now? <laughs> The tip of the week, and I have a note here that says that you were yeah, the one who. No, it's me. It's me. How many people cry whenever you just insert the tip, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. Because it's like I, it's like a baby's arm holding an apple. I'm going to with a better intro than that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Why problem make when you no problem have you don't want to make? <laughs> Everything sounds stupider in a Russian accent. I think it's Polish. I think it's a Polish accent. Because that's that's Pete, so racist. Pol- that's I think so isn't racist. it Polish Pete's painting? Wasn't isn't that Russia for a while? I don't know. Isn't that Polish? <laughs> that might have been Germany for a while. <laughs> I believe it was. I think so. Okay. I, think it was but I don't recall super clearly, so I'm sorry. I think it was. All right, Jim. Okay, so Jim so, with the tip, tip of the week. Tip of the week. Uh, we've actually talked about this before. We even alluded to it last week. Record your game sessions. Don't worry about super good audio quality. Use your phone if that's what you've got. <clears throat> but here's the deal. I am terrible at taking notes. I am running a game. I don't have time to take notes. But I can record something and go back and listen to it and not only hear what was going on in the game, but I can get the emotional content that was going on at the same time. It's, yeah, it's amazing what you get from your players because you're behind the screen, busy trying right. to, trying to fake it, and all of a sudden you hear stuff from your players. You're like, "Oh my god, that was a clue! Oh, that's something I can run with." Right, exactly. So, you know, use your phone, use your computer. You don't have to spend a bunch of money on it. No, record your game sessions. You can you can use Audacity or Reaper is free. If, yeah, uh, if there's like a trial mm-hmm. version of it. You can use off a, a laptop, a little cheap microphone. Throw it there. I will run. I'm starting my third campaign. I'm going to be running three campaigns at once, starting on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what happened in the last session of the game before the last game I ran. I don't even know. I Ever. had for dinner last night. Ever. I I cannot. I ran a game last Saturday. Not, was it last? No, it was Saturday before last. I I don't remember what happened. No. But I'll go back and listen to the audio before we play, and then I will know. See, I remember what happened in the last Star Wars game, because that was on Tuesday. But right. the Sunday before that, we played Vampire, or f- 
season or session 15, I think. And I don't remember. So I only have to listen to the whole thing, too. I can listen usually to the last 10, 15 minutes, and I'll go, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, now I remember. Because it'll bring we back up. Right, yeah. right, right. But record your game sessions. Yeah. It, it's not hard. doesn't require, you know, a bunch of equipment. That's a good tip. It's awesome. Yeah. It really is. And I think it's actually better than taking notes because... Because you get, to, like you say, the emotional content, and you get to hear what the players are doing, and they yeah. will give you more clues. Well, well, and you get to hear what player B, C, and D were talking about while you were busy with player A. Yeah, right, right. That's the that's the key because yeah. you're getting a whole wealth of information that you just didn't acknowledge during the game because you were already tied up doing. You, something. you were focused mm-hmm. on one thing, yeah. and like I said, I just do not have time to take notes. During mm-hmm. a game, uh, when I'm behind that screen, I'm busy trying to make up shit because people yeah. are throwing like the only monkey only wrenches at write, me left and right. The only thing I write down note wise in games anymore NPCs is NPCs. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I write I down NPCs. Guy, this guy and this where and like if I'm tracking, you know, hit points or wounds or something. Yeah, yeah. You know. combat mechanics. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. Good uh, call. Like that. Would, Good tip. Oh, tip of the tip of the week. Oh, damn it! Come on. <laughs> Why is it the baby for tip of the week? Because I accidentally hit it the first oh. time we did one, so that that will get integrated into the whatever the, whatever the actual we're all too lazy is to for that. Tackle. I'll do a bumper. I'll do a bumper at some point, but I, I'm not going to do it right now. The problem That's is fine. every time he does it, my milk drops. <laughs> it does. I know it's what a problem. He goes, he goes, <sighs> and he checks to see if he's wearing pads. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, wants to know how many sessions one of my campaigns runs. Depends whether I finish it or not. Um, <laughs> the, the D&D game went 26, 27, something like that. It was in the early, I, mid, maybe early 30s. Mid low, even. I don't think it was that many, was it? Mm-hmm. No, I think it was in the 20s. 24 the 20s. sticks in my head. That sounds more 32 like 32 stuck in mine, but it, it, but it could be wrong. I'd be shocked if it ran that many sessions. And it ran for, what, two years? A year and a half? No. Like I don't run long campaigns anymore. No. Mine are somewhere between four and eight. Yeah. Uh, t- and I that- run longer than that. Uh, well, Vampire is now just getting to the point where the story is starting to unfold, and we're at 15. Yeah. L5R was I, uh, in the 20s, wasn't it? L5R went a long time, too. Yes. Yeah. I wound up my cyberpunk game with our last session, and players might disagree, but... In my opinion, it was the best final session I've ever run. Oh, really? Of a campaign. Ever. What, what made it stand out? Um, because things from the very beginning of the campaign folded together and came up, came out in the last session. Oh, that's good when that happens. And the book ended. Um, and yeah, the whole thing just wrapped up together into this nice, neat little package, and of of you know dismay and horror and terror for the players because <clears throat> um, they had a major king-sized fight they discovered that the big bad all along was an ai and had been in control of sort of in control of one of the player characters the whole time and uh it it just folded all together and you had had children of the corn rolled in and it was great corn (laughs) uh excellent i and as far as before that, I don't know, that D&D game went way too long, the first D&D game I ran. It went, and then it turned into Hero, and then turned well, into Gerp. Well, that's kind yeah. of what led me to this 4-8 to eight thing, <clears throat> was I had the Sturmgeist campaign, which Dave played in, 
the first arc of that where you guys were trying to get the the stone of scone yeah, yeah. was f- spectacular it was a great mm. arc that then after that it just kind of went Bleh. and that's been my experience with campaigns is that the first arc is really good and then after that it just kind of it's like a sequel yeah you know mhm so I haven't had that problem with Stu, because Stu keeps upping it, and, or maybe we just keep throwing enough monkey wrenches at him that he just keeps modifying it, but I haven't had a problem yet. And had we stuck with the... with the, with, To be fair with this D&D campaign, it was not that they went too long, and it wasn't that it was even D&D, it's that he had too many people for way too long. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it took too long to get the plot moving, and there was a lot of side quests, to be honest. That's really was the problem. And there was in. and there was also players hoarding clues and sabotaging. Yeah, yeah, actively sabotaging. Yeah, or maybe not even uh, maybe not even intentionally. Too. Maybe no. not even intentionally. But like, oh, here's a, here's a clue that is going to explain some of what's happening. I'm going to just grab it, not look at it, and put it in my bag of holding and leave it there forever. Okay. Ah. I, <laughs> I have a I have a funny clue story to relate. Mm-hmm. I was running this campaign years ago, and I had. Uh, a critical clue was a note that they were going to find at some point. And the character that found it picks up this note and looks at it and says, well, what does it say? And I said, remind me, can your character read? And she said, uh, no. And I said, it's a bunch of random squiggles on a piece of paper. You know that these things mean things to other people, but it doesn't mean anything to you. And she went, I throw it back down. I was just like, oh, God. And that's why, to this day, I use three different reasons right. to get the well, the, the problem is, is when I, I take the time to actually craft the clue in, in a physical form. Yeah. And it's like, here is the thing that I made that the players can hold. And it's... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh... For, oh, wait. Tip, did that... Co- yeah, we first did email. So we're Actually, did the first email. Okay. Um, and I just posted just so the people in the chat room know. I just posted that on the on the social media that we are uh, doing the show because there's not many people. Maybe it's a lot should of they comment on the social media? They should comment on the social media. What? Uh, Come on! But I, no, just I got it. Your eyes. Come I on. got it. it yeah. Is this on? I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing. <laughs> no, Joe Crack, you are not in the minority. You are not the only person who misses the days before the soundboard. Ah. I don't. I have a fucking blast with <laughs> that soundboard. I love the soundboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have more things I need to put on it. Yeah. Oh, and Cyber Everything needs to get a beer because you don't listen to the podcast without one. Uh, don't do that. Don't no, brush no, your teeth. Don't ever listen to us without a beer. And don't, we don't listen to us without Don't a brush beer. your teeth before you drink the beer. Wait until after. Oh, yeah. Ooh. No. Oh. Yeah. Not amateur. Rookie mistake. This is a terrible morning show, Joe Crack. Just saying. No, it's a great morning show if you've hung It's a over. terrible morning show because it's not even in the morning. Well, if you've been drinking all night, it's a perfect morning show. It can be the morning for somebody. That's yes. true. Um, you're getting peer pressured into beer. It's 11.30 there. In the morning or at night? can't be 11.30. Is that Joe Crack? It's 8.43, cyber everything. Oh. He didn't specify. All anyway, right. first email. Question about Pulp Noir game. Oh, and I wrote it in small type, so I'm going to have to take my glasses off. Uh, Pulp Noir from Joel in Sweden. Yeah. Hey. Joe Douchebags. No, there's nobody in Sweden named Joel. Joel's, Joel's aren't Swedish. Sorry, Joel. Oh, all right. Yule. Yule. 
Joe from Sweden again, also known as Ad Reagan, known as Reagan on the forum. Reagan. I'm going through the backlog again. Don't do that twice. Do it. I want to know if he took a shower first before. Uh, no, it's, just dive right back in there, man. Just make one part of Sweden is from it. Mirror it on it's and dark, keep on running. Better to do. Mainly because look like I, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Predator. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> All full <That's>, of muck. <laughs> Mainly because I lost track of my hard when my hard drive crashed. Oh, so you're starting again, <laughs> so you don't miss any of the nuggets. Ah. Right. First of all, all the music you end the show with is great. Well, I thank you. Uh, secondly, you guys are way funnier when I'm drunk. Yes, that's always true. We think so too. Right. We're and, funnier when we're drunk, and we're more we're more talented when you're drunk I think, too. I think we're funnier <laughs> when he's drunk. And the music at the end of the show sounds better when you're drunk too. Uh, thirdly, my question: I'm planning a pulp noir campaign, but I'm concerned that my story won't grab the players. Any suggestions? P.S. Sorry for the drunk email, writing on this on the bus home from Syntax Error, a month a monthly nerd event at one of the local pubs. Syntax Error is an event club for nerds at a local club. I like that. Syntax Error. Cool. That's cool. That's I like That's that. Cool, yeah. Regards, Joel, Reagan, Avalon, Engibrat. Engibrat? Engibrat. Engibrat? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Noir, Pulp. He wants to grab his players. Okay. Noir is all about tone. Whether you're doing pulp or detective or, um, you know, whatever, it's all about tone. That's the whole film noir genre is all about shadows and yeah. light. Shadows Sometimes and light. Sometimes nothing was even ever said. It was just people walking into dark shadows in yeah. and out. Moody music. Yep. Bad weather. Um, when you say tone, maybe it's also about mood. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, but mood. I'll, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll buy that. Um, and if you establish the the mood, if you're going to run a, a noir game, first you got to create the mood. Yeah, the mood. <laughs> Sha la 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 la. <laughs> my oh my. <laughs> um, <laughs> a, a, but that actually doesn't have anything to do with whether your story will hook your players or not. What will hook your players is make it personal for them. Make whatever you're doing personal for their characters. Um, you know, if there's a bad guy, go ahead, Dave. Get, get a trench coat and a hat and just stand outside your players' houses for a couple of weeks, one random night <laughs> per week. Just randomly, just stand out there. Don't interact with them. Underneath the streetlight. Yeah, right. buy a streetlight. Mm -hmm. Smoking. Then, yeah, just just make sure they see you. You know, like, time it for when they get home from work, or you know that guy always goes to the pub, or he, whenever he's coming home, or and whatever. Be out there. Trench coat and a fedora. Yeah, yeah, with a cigar, maybe. Right. Or just a cigarette. Right. Yeah. You know, because yeah, this yeah. is Sweden, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually say that that's okay because if you did that in America, you'd be shot. No, like the first couple of weeks. Just stand out there a while, and and then get in your car and drive. Now, on. if you're standing by, you know, a school, right? In a trench yeah, coat. Yeah. No, like, there was somebody you're standing under my up. in my neighborhood in a anyway. <laughs> well, I'm going to call the cops, <laughs> but that doesn't mean they're going to get shot. Nothing <laughs> bad. No, I wouldn't. I'd be busy calling the cops for the rest of my neighbors shot him. Anyway, my point being, <laughs> but, but, um. Make your story personal for the characters. 
tie it directly to them. Bad guy is somehow associated with at least half the characters. You know, does it? Where's it coming from? I don't know. It's, it's awesome. Whistling. <laughs> oh, it's it's oh. Jib with his. I was doing. I was going to do Star Wars noises. <laughs> um, but that's my advice: is is tie it to them personally. Jib's point is spot on. When when I was reading this before, I was like, um, there's, there's nothing you can do to make the campaign a bigger hook. I mean, you could. Whatever you do is going to be great. What you need to do is set that tone, set that mood. Uh, when Stu runs his vampire game, he has you uh, were lighting candles. Yeah. And he had a sort of dim light. Well, the the, uh, the session spoilers. The session before your triumphant return, I had all the candles up and everything. Yeah. So it, it's sort of about creating a mood, creating the scene, and if you're going to do more uh, noir thing, but sometimes people play. Uh, swing music and stuff that they're doing a uh, detective yeah. uh, it's it's about sort of just trying to craft uh, getting people into the mood getting people into the scene actors do it all the time whatever it takes for them to get into that mood uh, if they have a, a scene where they have to be mean and, and, and brutish they watch stuff or think about things or they have to cry and they think about stuff so think of yourself as a director trying to get your actors into the mood that's it your, your plot will be fine it's about them Getting into that mood and getting into that tone and, ho- and getting that hook into them. The uh, getting back to making it personal, um, they don't have to necessarily be tied to the bad guy. You can have some of the people be tied to maybe a murder victim, right? Or any of the other players in the mystery they're going to try to unfold. Right. Having them tied to the bad guy was yeah. just an example, right? right. But yeah, you, I mean, you can take a diverse group of people and they all have a different reason why they would be in that situation. But right. there's a difference between having everybody. Uh, there's a film called Murder by Death, <laughs> which is, I love which is by a, death. a classic it's the best sort of movie ever. It, it is. It's a very funny movie. And I, wa- Clu- I finally watched it. A Clue, Good. which is kind of a pale example of it. I don't agree. It's the best movie ever. Uh, it was very funny. It is, right. but they Obviously, all have something in common. I was they all have a connection. Hyperbole. Okay. They all have a connection, but it doesn't really do much towards setting the tone because it's a comedy, right? And and it's absurdist, uh, and, and it's and it's a but but I yeah. if you were to do a murder by death and do it in the right scene with the right settings with the right trappings, it might be scary enough that people wouldn't realize you were doing a comedy. I totally want to run Murder by Death at Game Con now. <laughs> I actually have a bunch of notes that I sat down and put together on how to run the game. And, and like, I could run what, it for, like... What system? I, well, Savage Worlds. Oh, all right. That's what I'm better at. But, like, run it for... Because almost everybody was paired up in the movie. Yes, they so were. So I actually run the game for, like, 12 people, but it all, they had to, there were only six party, like, six... Groups, right. they always had to stay together, right? Because you have Jackie Chan and number one son, right? Um, and I just one of the things if you were trying to grab the people and get them on board with the whole film, the whole noir thing, if you, you they need to have a frame of reference for it. So I yes. just googled best film noir movie, Touch of Evil. Yep, uh, that's not on there. M. Shit on your googling. Um, <laughs> the Asphalt Jungle. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Key Largo. Yep. Right. The Prowler, Detour, Sweet yep. Smell of Success, Gun Crazy. Those are the those six are that were all great noir films. Yeah. But I can't believe it. Most of them have Robert Mitchum in them. I don't know if those are like one through six or if that's just a random smattering smattering of them. I don't know. Uh, uh, but, but, but it, it might be if you've got people who don't know the genre, 
Give some have a movie night. Yeah, well, yeah immerse. Yeah. Th- this is something I've said repeatedly: is immerse yourself and your players in the things of the time and the the place and the genre that you were trying to create. We're putting on a show here, for God's sakes, guys. As a GM, we're we're like the freaking directors. We're putting on a show. Right. Your, your players are your actors. Come on, you got to have spend some time with scenery. Yeah. You got to you got to hire a, mm-hmm. a sound guy. You got to have go a, out and buy a string true. of those Edison light bulbs. Frey, don't make me come over there and hurt you. What are Edison light bulbs? The, you know the ones the that the, like the big. They look like they got the giant filaments. In oh, them. Okay. Yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some of those. Mm-hmm. I, like p- plug them in, not all the way, so they flicker. Everybody like sits around and smokes cigarettes. But there's also the the biggest secret to to the genre, in my opinion, is the Raymond Chandler quote. Whenever I didn't know what to do, guy walks in with a, a gun. Guy walks in with a gun, mm-hmm. and you're fine. You're um, fine, because people will be like, "Oh my god!" Just to I, deal I with get that, shaken. I um I ran a, a noir detective mystery at a con a couple of years ago. And the victim of the murder was somehow associated with every player character. Um, one of the characters was his girlfriend. One of the characters was uh, an associate, because he was a private detective. Um, one of them was an informant of his. You know, just, but they were all tied to him. And then at the start of the game, they had all been brought in by the police, not as suspects, but as all of you knew him, we hope that you know something that will lead us in the right direction. That brings me up to that to the next point, which is not all noir films are old. Look at Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. Blade Runner is absolutely a noir film. Good point. Yeah. Blade Runner's wildly a noir film. And, and that's... Uh, but it's a neo-noir, really. Look at... That's what he was, he was referencing all the Look at Blade Runner stylistically. Absolutely. And noir. compare that with the movies that Stu was just list, mm-hmm. listing, and you will see how they... The com, the places where they overlap. Completely. And that's, that's, and that's noir. And that's what he was doing. is a rainy detective <clears throat> novel. It's yeah. a Raymond Chandler novel with the guy in a trench coat. Yeah, it's, and, it's rainy. Yeah. It's dark. Yep. It's, you know, garish lighting. Yep. It's, you know... Mm-hmm. Even even stuff that doesn't strike you, like it has a noir type of story, like like Steven Spielberg's AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not about a private detective and a murder and a, no, it's a totally off the wall story that's not related to any of that shit. But the tone of the film keeps you ill at ease and has those through the noir whole elements. Yeah. I'd agree with that. That kind of so I mean, there's lots of stuff that you can. Noir is a different genre. At. You could definitely look it up. But usually, this was Shadow and Light, but also has to do with a plot kind of thing. Usually, it's a detective. A lot of people are against yeah. him. Everything you just brought up in your example is what happens in Blade Runner. Yep. Uh, yeah. There you go. Just hook them on that that mood, that scene, and and their plot will be fine. There you go. That's our advice. Thank you, Joel. Yay. Good or, luck. Let us know how it goes. Joel. Podcast. I'll read the next one. I, Podcast I, plug I think, from Joel. I, uh, I think he was already to say Yol. 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 Okay. Yo. <clears throat> Podcast plug from Jeb, not me. Um, I'm glad... Crap. I'm glad you guys enjoyed my gaming horror story I forgot last to make week. the 
typeface bigger, yeah, so no we're shit. all going to be reading like old people. <laughs> Speak for yourselves, <laughs> bunch of four eyes. No wonder it was only four pages. I laughed to hear you rant against the Robotech games so hard. Oh my god. Thanks mm. also for trying to give my podcast a plug. The Juice Cast is indeed currently defunct as my creative group tries to decide what to do with it. Well, that's Aww. what you get when you write an email about a defunct podcast. Yeah. He didn't write an email about a defunct podcast. Oh. I was just trying to be a nice guy and plug his show, but it turns out that it's on hiatus. It's, it's, Oops. But! Aha! I am a co-host on yet another podcast titled All in the Reflexes. All in the Reflexes. The is that reflex. like All in the Reflexes? Fa- I was thinking... Wait. All in the family. All I, in the reflexes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is very different no, from all in the reflexes. Miller played. It's a quote from Big Trouble in Little China. Is it? Yeah, they throws a knife at him and it's he, all in the reflexes. he goes, It's all in the reflexes, Dave. Yeah, it's all in the reflexes. It's, it's. I remember that. Type it in. It's I, Big I Trouble. I believe you, but China. I don't <laughs> It's also just a comment. It is billed. It is billed as an unrepentant. Uh, vivisection of geek culture and it's a half hour weekly roundup of nerdly topics and news it has to be geeky if it uses vivisection in a sentence uh yeah yeah uh, my co-hosts are mikey mason ah comedy rock star mm-hmm. and tech guy steve not mm-hmm. comedy rock star Better known to you as Runester, <laughs> oh, creator and producer uh, of Postcards see? from the Dungeon. Once that podcast bug gets you, it keeps it, a hold of you. You never it, get away. It pulls you back. <laughs> Just when you thought you were out. That's right. It pulls, pulls you, you back, back in. in. Well, I'm going to start listening to podcast it. Podcast because... got dead eyes. Also, <laughs> like a doll's eyes. Like a doll's eyes. My problem makes when, when no problem when it makes your make. movies there. You went from yeah. Godfather <laughs> to Jaws. Well, I, I wanted to try <laughs> to do you know, the nails fits. on the chalkboard thing, it but fits. I fits. It fits. Yeah. Anyway, we have a sister podcast as well. There's a problem with your face. I think that's title. there's a problem with your face. Okay. Well, I, well, I like that there's reading. Not a I like comma. that reading. Acting is all about comma. choices, and I like that choice. <laughs> I, I like that choice too. That's how my children would say it. Uh, which is just like reflexes, only we swear a lot. Face is only available if you become a Patreon supporter of reflexes. Wiley. I attach links below. If you feel like mentioning this on your show, which we did, you have my thanks. Oops. Jeb, not me, um, and links and I'll Patreon links. I think he baited us into that. Because we ended up reading it, this thing and then we were mentioning it. Oh, it would totally be better if the last line was like, and if you don't mention it on your show, fuck you. <laughs> I could totally have typed that in. Damn right, it for reading ahead. Let me know, and I'll, and I'll do that next time. <laughs> I'll make him sound like a dick. <laughs> Just, and, and, and we need to do a crossover thing. Yeah. With yeah, you. we do. Um, somebody else who wants to do a crossover with us mm-hmm. is the Savage Cast. Okay. Savage Cast. Is that the... Uh, it's Savage Worlds. It's Chris Fuchs my... and okay. uh, Chris uh, Landauer. It's the other one okay. that he co-hosts. No, no. That's, no, the, no, this that's, is... the, that's the GM Hangout. That's the Savage Worlds GM's Hangout. Right. This is a different one. Okay. Uh, but Oh, you can see why I was confused. Yeah, I, yeah. I can see why you were confused. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Chris wants to do a crossover with, with a us as well. So. Okay. All right. Um, <coughs> I'm totally up for that. Sweet. Um, <coughs> I have to look at the schedule. I think we're... Do, are we lined up through July? Yes. I think we are. Okay. Yes. Uh, and I won't be here on the 14th. Kimmy's going to produce. Because I will be seeing Baby Metal. 
I like that choice, too. I would say you wound my soul, but I don't have one, so... Can you call in to the podcast, like, from Baby Bob? Yeah, yeah, call in. Call in. <laughs> if I remember to do it, I totally will. It's going to be a blast. We'll text you, just to make sure. And we have you a live call it? from Stu. No, no, not a live call, a voicemail. That will make it good. Because then you can play it when you come back. And it'll be even more hilarious. Uh, I wonder if we can... I could do... I, I could... You guys could connect me on the Google Hangout. We should totally do that. I don't know if, like... I don't it, know if that's the right choice for when you're not here. Yeah, if we give Kimmy too many buttons to push. <laughs> to be like... Oh, yeah. Not that, Kimmy, not that Kimmy's not a brilliant person, but your setup is not it's really user-friendly. You, know, you it's actually really call her so, on her phone. She holds the phone up to the mic. It'll be fine. I actually have a special plug that you plug into a phone, and it has an out and an in that you could run through the yeah, board. Yeah, but then there's, you have to be a separate channel. I can set the whole thing up. All I right. can set the whole thing well, up. you make your choices. I could, I could call in. Why problem make <laughs> when no problem have? Why, why problem make when you know problem have you don't want to have, right? Right, yeah. Right. 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 Okay. But that, yeah. Completely logical statement. So, uh, yeah, I'll put the, I'll put the, the what is it called? The, all in the reflexes and uh, the, the thing to the, the Patreon. There's a problem with your face! Maybe I should do that with a GM briefing. What? Uh, what? Think so? I don't know. Sure. Who's reading the next one? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you didn't actually <laughs> ask a question. He was so, just self-promoting. So, do you want to read this because the dude's from Portland? Sure. Or do you want I'll me read to read it one. because I have a crappy schedule? Weird schedule problems at Fun Kong Game. Well, actually, I'll read it that way. You can actually comment on it. Oh, fair enough. Chris from Portland. Teamwork. Wilmot. Jackers. Chris from Portland here. Uh, Metal Man 42 on the forums, but I never post anything. Uh, Get on to, that. Ready and ask you if you're scheduling uh, around odd work shifts and to tell you about a game that is happening in my local con and you're a few wrong. months back. I work at a factory with a compressed shift schedule. I work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and every other Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. So you're tw- probably 12 hour days, I'm assuming? Uh, yeah. Yep. I tend to miss any fun weekend activities unless I'm able to get a vacation way ahead of time. Because of this, I don't get a lot of face-to-face gaming done. I tried to use Meetup uh, to schedule games in my off time, but I'm only really able to get space on gaming stores uh, on Monday or Tuesday afternoons, and no one wants to play them. Uh, really? In Portland? There's so many unemployed hippies up there. Come on. You, there must be somebody there. At the, go buy the comic book stores. Keep reading. Okay. Uh, I've been thinking about online gaming, and I tend to put, uh, uh, tend to just tinker around with map tools and roll twenty instead of going out there and joining slash running games. Do you guys and gals have any advice for a shy guy trying to jump into the world of online RPGs? Uh, any good communities open to games early in the week instead of just on the weekends? Okay, now for the fun part. Do you guys want to pause and answer that? Yeah, well, let's go ahead. Okay, go ahead. we can talk about. It. <clears throat> There's JackerCon. That that was my yeah 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 like right now. Never will you find a more now. villainous hive of <laughs> scum, scum. Of villainy. villainy. No, it's just a villainous hive of, of scum. scum. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, it, it truly is. It's truly the or a scummy hive of villainy. Oh. Oh. It is happening right now. It's a bunch of people. Right, if you were to type in in get, get in and, and DT Pints approves you, you could actually get in and play a game as we speak. I, I actually think there is a game going on right now. Well, and and at the beginning of this week, 
Like you're talking about, you want Mondays and Tuesdays? There, there well, are games. I'm right? running on Tuesday, yeah. Yeah. and I need a player for right. that game. Yep. And now the other possibility, I don't know if you're looking for a face-to-face game. I mean, we play a game on Tuesday nights. We only play for a couple hours, but it works. You can make that happen. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we play. We we say it's from what seven thirty to ten. <clears throat> we usually actually run from eight to ten because there's some bullshitting. Or eight to ten thirty. Or eight to ten thirty. But I mean, two and a half hours isn't a long session. No, but we get some shit done. Yeah, like buying stuff. Or well, let's say, let's <laughs> let's say he doesn't want to GM. Oh let's my say he god! Wants to play. Okay, I just I. All right. <laughs> On the last Star Wars game, Chris and Bruce <laughs> spent <laughs> two fucking hours shopping. I know. And every time they would go to buy something, you would give them a price, and Chris would go, "No." <laughs> well, I, I'm going to go find someone else, and then we'll come back and buy it here. And I'm like, "Gah!" <laughs> I fixed that in the last session, mm-hmm. which uh, is going to drop next week. Spoilers, week. spoilers! But here's the solution <laughs> for those of you that have shoppers in your game, because it turns out every time they get some money in their pocket, they yeah. want to go upgrade. I, I right. you know what? I, to be fair, as a kid, I did that too. Sure, I would go no, by this, and, and I had a really great a time going by the Smithy, and, especially in the Star Wars games. And Bruce's character is an outlaw tech. Yeah, so and, going yeah. out and getting that stuff and upgrading stuff is what his character does. So it, it's kinda, it, it's it cool. is. It is. It's just boring to role play out. It's boring role Jesus. play. And, and the other thing that I always think about when we're playing is it's really fucking boring to listen to. So I told in the last session they went and sold their glitter stem, so it was time for more money to get spent. And well, I want to go to Narshda. When are we going to go to Narshda? I want to go to Narshda. No, you're at this place. Do they have this and this and that? No, they don't have this and that. You never had ship here, but they don't have this and I said, okay, if you guys are going to turn this into a shopping session, where let's end the session now. You guys buy what you want out of the book, and then just tell me next week what you bought, and then we'll start up again. Yeah. I'm not doing mm-hmm. a whole shopping session <laughs> I, ever again. Shopping in my games <laughs> usually amounts to roll streetwise. Great. Um, you find it for this much. Carry on. Have a nice day. I, I think Good I told solution. them. I think I told them if in anything you want, as long as it's uh, legality X or higher or lower, whatever yeah, yeah. it is, you can get it here. Well, what about this? That's legality. That uh, no, you can't get that here. They don't have that, that here. You have to go to Narshadaw. Anything, anything you want in the book, you can get it Narshadaw if you have enough money. I mean, if, now anything. If you I, want to I am stuff. quite certain that Chris and Bruce were having a wonderful yes. time with what yes. they were doing. But <laughs> there were other players at the table. Oh, we were having a plenty good time because there's always lots of cheese and wine. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, that's we can always, just, we can always just stuff food in our maw. But yeah, I, yeah, it was driving me crazy. It's a short trip. All right, so where were we? <laughs> Zing! <laughs> Think about Sorry. online gaming. I tend to just take. Oh, yeah, oh wait, 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 uh, wait, wait. Uh-huh. The other thing <laughs> is. Go on the forum. I mean, if you if you're not prepared to do a JackerCon thing, yeah. go on the forum. <clears throat> there are people on there who look for in-person games and also online games all the time. Yep. So you can always go on there and say, "Hey, I'm looking for a game." I'm Chris from Portland. They read my email. 
And people will Dude, probably be very nice to you, he d- he except does, a couple of them. He does say he's shy. Well, and I, I get that. I, I totally understand. But I, I do, too. I will say that I have never encountered a community like that has grown up around this podcast. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like... They're a bunch of fuckers. No. Right. But the, the best <laughs> but in kind. in a good way. Right. The best kind, the kind that they give a shit about if everybody's having a good time. Right. Mm-hmm. They give a shit about having a good game and including people, and it's awesome. And that's like, why we recommend JackerCon. Yeah. Right. Right. Absolutely. And even if you can't make this one, apply to the Google group. Join, be ready for next time, yeah. because it'll come up again in quicker six than months. you know. In like six months. Yeah. yeah. And even though I I may not be able to get my game in for JackerCon, I will... I, I'm One of the things I'm going to do in my playtest process is run Moment of Truth as an online game. Yeah, that's... And I, and I will do it for people. And that One of the things I'm doing with... Because I'm starting a Moment of Truth campaign Tuesday, uh, and I want... It's time to see how well my old technical writing background works. It's like, here's the book. Make a character. Yeah. If you have a question, I'll answer it, and I'll make a note of what questions people ask me, because that'll tell me what I need to what clarify to, in the sure. book. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm to the point now where I want to see how well people can play the game without, without you help, standing without you there. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Um, I'm actually kind of at that point with Bad Streets, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why I was really happy about JackerCon, because I can run... Two sessions of Bad Streets. I haven't run it online, right? So I don't know how it's going to play online. Is um, that your Apocalypse World hack? That or? is my Apocalypse yeah. World hack. Just, to, I just wanted everybody yeah. to know. Yeah. Uh, just the the very quick blurb. It is uh, gritty street level crime drama based on TV shows from the seventies and eighties. Warriors. Uh, well, except that you're the cops. Starsky's and Hutch. Starsky and Hutch. Okay. Policewoman. Pol- I was just thinking Policewoman, because that, was, that yeah. was a much more serious show. Barney Miller! You could totally do that. You could totally do that. Hill Street Blues. You Hill could do that. Yeah. Hill Street you Blues. 21 Jump Street right before back. the movies. Uh, but it is a Powered by the Apocalypse game, um, and uh, I'm, I'm very happy with where the game is right now. It Different plays strokes. Well. That's not a police drama. <laughs> He's doing run, a different stroke. Run see. it as a police drop. <laughs> Where people have strokes. It, it is when Willis gets on the street. <laughs> what you talking about, Captain Willis? Ninety <laughs> percent of that cast had trouble with the police. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, no, Mr. Drummond didn't. Well, no, but he died of a stroke. Ninety so. percent. Seventy-five. Kind of stroke. Oh. 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 I'm Captain talking guest stars. <laughs> Poor Dana. Oh, Plato. I don't know. I'm Dana sure. Plato, that was really tragic. With Dana. Yeah. It really. Yeah. Butter layout in Playboy. Yeah. No. Mm, nothing like Anybody? 1989. No, yeah. Well, no. I mean, she was. But just knowing what all the shit she was going through at that time, she was a total. That's like getting a lap dance from a crying. It really was. Right. It really which was. Which makes it so much better she was, as the song goes. She was right. A total hot mess. Not. <laughs> all right, yeah. sorry. All right, okay. I, I, I'm only halfway through. Here we go. Okay, now oh, wait, one. there's more. Okay, now for the fun part. I Whee! played in a bunch of games a few months ago at GameStorm in Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> awesome. There was a, a lot of stuff to choose from, including Spirit of 77. 
Oh, no shit. up for, but as a child oh. of the 80s, I felt like I might miss a lot of references in tone. No, because I, I think not. Dave is a child of the 80s, yeah. too. I don't think he's old enough to remember that shit. Not at all. He's not. He's a child. If you yeah, were a child, yeah, he's not old he's enough a to. Child. If you're a child of the 80s, you but, saw a bunch but, of 70s reruns. To, but Come to on. be fair, Dave's a good guy. Yes. Spirit of 77 is a good game. Um, you should play it if you get the opportunity. Yeah. And he's uh, a good GM. And he is the most energetic GM I've ever seen. Yeah. Chris, you I totally think he totally lives on meth. I yeah. think his his diet is meth and caffeine. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Right before the game, he just no. goes in and does like a pound of Coke. He's just one of these enthusiastic people. Come on. He wants he, to have that 1970s, 80s, 70s, 80s feel. Yeah. Energy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that energy came from Coke. <laughs> Dave, these are your friends, man. They're way, to, way for them you to sure steal your game. You said about me on yeah. Facebook. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> Most of what I played was Savage Worlds since I felt or feel I would uh, understand the system well enough, and I want to run it sometime. Yay! But it, but it looks so effortless when people run it. I'm not sure I got it, or <laughs> if I have no idea. No, no, no. You got it. <laughs> anyway, I signed up at the last minute for a game of Savage Judge Dread. In an Alaskan megacity with a huge uranium mine, there were vicious animal attacks, and I couldn't uh, that couldn't be identified. And a team of judges was sent in to investigate. I signed up at the last minute. The GM whipped up a character for me at the table instead of sending me away, which was really Fantastic. awesome of him. Shout out to Justin. You always run a good game. Savage Worlds, keep it up to bro. And that again, that's another thing you do with Savage Worlds. If yeah. you know the system well enough, it's like yeah, give me ten minutes, I'll whip up a character for you. Not a problem. Right. My character was a medic with the pacifist hindrance. All right. Uh, he may not have done you any favors, but that's cool. Uh, <laughs> it seemed to make sense, but as a judge in the world of dread, I couldn't really picture pacifism working. I ignored it at first. I just went along with the story as we played. I was playing as if uh, I was in a police procedural while the others were really embraced by the uh, tone. At one point, I was asking about previous em- employees of a vandalized lab, and the other players jokingly asked, wow, what's with the actual police work? The grizzled sergeant of the party had taken the green rookie under his wing as uh, was teaching him the finer points of police brutality when I finally realized that the pacifism hinders meant to me. It was part of a secret society of law enforcement officers who'd read the codes from the past and was trying to change the system from the inside. Awesome. The next time the party split, I went alone with Rookie and helped him oh, bring shit. in a David. suspect without violence. <laughs> shit, son! Hold on a second. Everybody watching yeah, monitors on. right now while Dave a, a assembles his mic. broke it, didn't you? No. <laughs> it just fell off the... I barely touched no, it! No, I think he actually... Let me check it. Uh, I think it just fell off. Did it just fall off? You broke it. He broke it. No, he didn't. Yeah, okay, so you, no, you, you, you put the clamp it. back on. I'll keep reading. No, sorry. Go ahead. So, uh, the next time we part, the party split, I went along with the rookie and helped him bring a suspect in without mm. violence. I explained minimum required force and innocent bystanders poisoning <laughs> his mind as far as the sergeant was concerned. It became a game inside a game for me to do and say things that would undermine the sergeant, and he played along like a champ. In the final encounter... I got mauled by a Wendigo and spent all my bennies and medic kits just trying not to die. It was pretty pathetic. Uh, But a fitting end for the character. The rookie went stone cold and shot the big bad right in the eye at the end, and I lost him to the world of dread. The sergeant couldn't have been any prouder. Thanks for all the gaming advice and entertainment you bring up. 
Chris, Metalman for and, and let me just point out, player characters not getting along great, right. creating a fantastic story. Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Rock and and um and and Chris, dude, you rocked that. You rocked that that pacifist hindrance uh-huh. and wove it into the character in a way that fit in the world and the way and and a, a realistic way a, a person might feel about that. I totally agree. Instead of just choosing not to interact, you interacted, but then came up with a justification for it, which is right. like, wait, 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 I've got an idea. This is a better idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for you. Good on you. And that's and that's kind of the thing about a con game. GM set up sort of a general character that you're allowed to play around with in within it because you know you're not allowed to come up with your own backstory stuff. You've only got four hours, five hours to play. Right. So they that's awesome that you took that and ran with it. Uh, there's a PS shocked. I know you're shocked. Yes, I am shocked. Regarding the barbarian drunken master from the B team's email a couple of weeks ago, Dave, you remember this? I do. All right. Seems like it would have been easier to just say. The con bonuses you got from drinking don't help with resisting getting drunk, rather than setting a hard cap on the bonuses and limiting alcohol availability in the world. Availability? Say availability. that again. Sure. Availability. Uh, there is no limit to the availability the alcohol of alcohol in this room. Availability. <laughs> Sir, would you stand on one foot and tilt your head back and touch your nose with all the fingers? I couldn't fingers? do that if I was sober. <laughs> the player might have raged against any nerf, but... To me, it just seems like this the smallest change that would also fix the game breaking ability. I don't actually know what he's talking about. Do you want to give that context? Uh, well, there there was this guy that he emailed in that uh, one of his players had made this barbarian drunken master that kept drinking to keep getting more bonuses. I like, see. All right, right. So the more he drank, the better he was, got. Right, but like he would just get himself hammered all the time for the physical bonuses and fuck off with all the rest. Well, have you seen Legend of Drunken Master? Y- yes. Have you met Kevin Blackley? <laughs> no. Don't use his last name. <laughs> I'm sorry, have you met Kevin? Smith? I have met He's Kevin not Smith. Listening. But not the one you're talking about. <laughs> we have a friend, Kevin Smith. Let's call him Kevin Smith, who... who I wouldn't even say anything else, because you already gave his name and I don't edit. <laughs> <laughs> it's done now. It's done now. But... Yeah, so this guy kept fucking up this dude's game with his constant, I drink and become invincible, and the rest of the party is like, right. oh, I don't have unlimited strength, so I can't help. Right. Oh. Well, um, w- another way you could approach that problem would be that, um, yes, as you drink, you gain these bonuses, but other things get more and more impaired. And you have to do those things too. So, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, your 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 strength gets higher, but you know, your agility starts to go out the window. And we we talked about a lot of that. We talked about like I know I remember that. Just you know, hey, well, there's a lot of situations. Like the one thing that we talked on a lot was like in a fantasy world of adventuring, you can't always find a bottle of bourbon a block away from where you are. Sure. Right, like that's just not a thing. So, it's real easy to keep that guy in check by saying, "Hey, you're out in the woods for three weeks. You've had three fights, and you burned through six gallons of whiskey. So maybe you should just chill out a little bit, or try. You got to. Oh, you've only got one barrel of booze. You want to try and make it last a three week 
trip through the desert. Because that's the only way you can fight, right? If, if he's not drunk, well, he, he's not going to fight with him without fight. his bonuses, right. right? Right. That was the thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, not not. I might miss a roll. I, I don't know if there's a cap or not, but there's also a point where it's like, I don't care how great you are when you drink. If you drink too much, you're you're passing out. If you do enough blow, you're gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> I don't care how great you are when you're on blow, but at some point, your heart there gonna is stop. a line. There is a line. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and, and when you snort it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a line when you're going to drink enough that you're going to lose consciousness. Yes, right, absolutely. Right. Or your body is or going die. to say, we're poisoned. That, that's it. Throw up. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Or even if you do throw up, you still don't unpoison yourself. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, usually by that time, it's too late. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, the other thing uh, about his pacifist character uh, at the February con, I played in uh, Robert's game. He did a Savage Worlds. Um, he's a listener. He, oh, yeah. Uh, what's his last name? Kentaro. Yes. Blackley. No. <laughs> he just won't let it go, will he? Nope. It's like a dog with a bone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I played in his game, and I ended up basically being like Shaggy from Scooby Doo, <clears throat> but. As like a naturist hippie guy that was like that, that's pretty much Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, but like I could I could kind of heal the party because hey. I knew how to do like hey, Scoob. Yeah, that was totally me. Right. So the rest of the party all had like combat skills, but I was actually a pacifist on the paper. So like shit hit the fan. We're in the cabin in the woods, and I'm just like, call the police! Why are you going out there, sweet Jesus? What Don't are do you that? doing? <laughs> But, like, then through the whole thing, like, he had, he integrated that and, like, the police, the local cop was in on what was happening. And so, like, the cops show up and I'm like, oh, thank God you're here. And he's like, get in the van. (laughs) And you're under arrest. And I'm like, no, no, there's murdering death creatures. And then it showed up. What was that? What was that? uh, Dean Kuntz novel that was turned into a movie about the cop who was the serial killer? Intensity? He has so many movies. That that guy has. He, I think. I think I'm it's called sure Intensity. Every book he writes has a movie option before he writes it. I'm it's, pretty it's sure it's about just, a serial killer, and there's like a a girl missing, and the the guy who's the serial killer is like the spoiler. So it's like, it's like I don't ba- even know if that's a spoiler. So it's like backdraft. The guy. I the think guy you know that early on. It's like yeah, the backdraft. Yeah, like the guy that starts the fires is the one that all. solves the fires, so he knows intimately with how the fires. Well, he's like, but he doesn't catch himself. Ah, well, all right. Because that'd be creepy. Um, I want to address something in the chat real quick. Uh, Joe Crack gives me some advice, and he says, uh, "Your game's not done until you're sick of it." Um, and he got that from Jason Morningstar, and Jason Morningstar has said the same thing to me. Uh, and I totally agree. I'm not sick of it yet, but boy, am I ready to run something else. Um, I'm only run- I'm running two sessions of it at the con in September. I'm- my other game is going to be something else. My That moment of truth, I designed it as the game I would want to run, because combats are short. And so far, well, they still are. And I have they to say that, to be short, that I will running never Bad Streets is a ton of fun. Uh-huh. Um, At some point, I don't know about this next con, you and I should trade. Oh, yeah, yeah. And see And, and run each other's stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That is a great idea. Yeah. I like that. Well, we're actually, I was uh, talking with 
David Kazay about that too. That's yeah. a, that's a great idea. Mike. Um, I, I don't know if you can maintain that energy levels too. I'm really sorry. I, I just can't. don't think you can. It would be a totally yeah. Boy, would I like to see him run. You'll have a heart right. attack doing 77, but meanwhile, I'd yeah. like to see what happens. I'm, I'm going to do a different 7. It would be a, he, yeah, uh, it would be a different You're like 77 after dark. It's going to be Bart. <laughs> it's going to be Barney Miller where they never leave Barney the squad Miller, room. Right. <laughs> um, he had a couple of new Fish. things at GameX uh-huh. um, that were a lot of fun. Uh, the uh, Bedlam Hall is kind of um, Downton Abbey. Plus the monsters, the Adams family. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a ton of fun. Now, are these are these like play sets for seventy seven, or is these other things he's working on? Uh, these are are other Apocalypse World hacks that he's working on. Okay, yeah, All right. Um, and he's got a really clever thing for his other one, which was Necronoma Zombicon. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, what did you say? Necronoma Zombicon. Gesundheit. <laughs> okay, you need even more beer because you actually made that make sense. Wow. Um, but. Just what a he, spoonful of sugar <laughs> makes your game system go of down. A, kind of a sleeving thing is, going is, on. Is Gina driving? Uh, no. Okay. Gina's at work. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but it's he's got some really fun things going on. So um, it's his house. He can do this. Yeah. No. no. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, I just that was that was all I was. It's bourbon. On. So, uh, Joe Crack, I appreciate the the. Insight, yes, I totally agree with that sentiment. I've heard Jason Morningstar say the same thing. There is there is a GM burnout thing, and Stu is a, a stoic guy, and he will actually continue a game until it comes to a logical end. But uh, how many now. games I were used to you... Not do that. Well, but no, because you did it with the 4E, and you did it with L5R as well. well. 4E died. You were done with both those games long before they came to L5R, an end. L5R, that's not the case. Oh, L5R, because right. we... I finished it, it sort of told the story, and then we came back with the next generation. Yeah. And and I think it died because of scheduling. Yeah. 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 Because we ended, I ended it, as I often do. And at, then the, a, you were like, cool, game's over, let's do something new. And all of us that were players were like, fuck you, we want to play more of this, it's awesome. And I was willing to do that, but I, I'm sure it was fair, got... got uh, yeah, I think it Or was. maybe recording or something. Something. Something happened that fucked with my schedule. Yeah, but I would have continued that game, um, um, and I wouldn't actually. I, I would like to at some point revisit that L five R continuum, maybe the next generation with another set of PCs, another set of PCs who want to go find out what happened to the people who went to Death Island. I would like to say yeah. right here now that I was not a big fan of leaving to go to Death Island. But then. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, Touching on on this theme for just a second, I, I get I get where that advice is coming from. Um, I am not at all tired of running bad streets. It is a ton of fun to run. Um, I am was really happy when I felt like I put a wrapper on the final edits for things like you know the the basic moves and the playbooks. And things like that, and that's kind of the brunt of the game mechanics in that game. It is. It, it really is. Is when you when you've dealt with the moves and uh, the the MC's moves. That's pretty much the brunt of the game right there. Um, and Bad Streets has a some mechanic changes from Apocalypse World that make it 
a, a little bit different uh, animal. And uh, well, that's a nice thing about AW is that uh, you there's enough flexibility within the game that you guys can still design games around it and still have them unique and in a different animal compared yeah. to each other. If you put well, your AW hag next to another's, you can see these differences or similarity, right? But there are they're different animals, it's, and that's the fun thing about right. That well, system. if you put um, Bad Streets next to Dungeon World, next to Spirit, yeah, a, next yeah. to yeah. Uh, the Sprawl. You will see some things that are different, but you'll also see some underlying things that are the same. See, you said the same thing I just did, only you made it the same instead of different. I said different, <laughs> you said the same. So you're um, reiterating what I, I just said. Actually, I was <laughs> heading to what I was same. heading to it. I was supporting your point, but I was heading to to a thing. Um, if what you change is how things look and feel, you've created a skin for Apocalypse World, which is totally cool. And there are many of those in the world. But if you change something about the underlying mechanics of the game, you add something to it, you turn something around a little bit, then you've created a hack of Apocalypse World. And those are two different things. So you're taking the Apocalypse World engine mm-hmm. in game design terms. Right. and Slapping and, a turbo on that bitch. And, yeah, right. Or just adding a couple... Li- other lines of code, and or of maybe a bud vase. Yes. Um, oh. Well, in, in the case of Bad Streets, one of the things that oh, I've spoiler. done <laughs> is I've added an economy. No spoilers. Um, for the detectives, because all the characters are detectives, all the player characters are detectives, uh, and I've added an economy for their reputation. That sounds very cool. And that's a thing that doesn't yeah. exist in Apocalypse World. Because they don't need it. I mean, it wouldn't have, no. any, have any meaning. Uh, but Apocalypse World has different things mm-hmm. that you use. Um, and I'm dealing with bonds a little bit different. Bonds are things that connect characters together. And I'm dealing with them a, a bit differently That's than how you the get way out of Apocalypse the slammer. World does. Hmm? That's how you get out of the slammer. Um, well, that is there is that actual possibility in there. Um, Shh. Um, but the underlying mechanic of you roll 2d6 to do a thing is still the same. That remains. So, Why did you make a cock? <laughs> That's pretty good, oh. Dave. <laughs> the, I gotta say, the, uh, I, I, I've reached the, my, the, my game mechanics are pretty much done. I mm-hmm. think. I mean, we'll we'll know after I've run a campaign or two. But I, I'm now at the thing that I love doing, and it's the thing about GMing that I love doing, and that is coming up and developing a setting. Because mm-hmm. I'm turning the big blue monkeys from outer space setting, which has now changed to vast dominions. And I'm building out that setting, and that's the part to me that is the fun part. Pirates on airships. Exactly. I am Flying through the ether. Yeah, and I am so looking forward to playing this game. So I I hope it is fun. I think it, I will, think be. it will be. You should um, read uh, Jim Butcher. I, ju- I just told novel? him that too. He he because I recommended. He said I I don't know. I w- no, you recommended Honor Harrington, and that is no. I said to you, that was a black if you if you do Honor Harrington, you have to. Be I recommended aware. the Expanse. So you are here. Right. He is here. No, but I said Honor Harrington with a caveat. No, you didn't. You I said did. It. No, you compared it favorably to the Expanse. It is, but 
He's in love with his science. No, he's not in love with his science. He's in love with logistics. Okay. Without accurate records. There, without there accurate no keeping <laughs> records, there can be no serious... My face turned numb as I read page after page after page of how shipping she's going manifests. to... Not even shipping manifest. How she is going to stop smuggling and yep. and run a cap and all of this other stuff with only one ship and two ships. And, and I realize now, like, part oh of the God. problem is that I'm actually reading it and you're listening to it. So I'm able you to like skip. flip. Yeah, I can skip. I don't skip. Yeah, you can't. When I'm reading, when I'm listening, I don't skip. You, you um, don't have I'm, that luxury. I'm droning through all of that horse shit. Oh yeah, and it happens in every novel. I go through pages where I'm like, all right, all right. I'll uh, pick up Joe the plot Crack, again. Look for a post on the forums late tomorrow. You, there you go. Uh, last email. Yeah. Insanity of a sort from Alan from the Uck. Hello. Stu. It's going to be a long email. And fellow jackalopes. <laughs> Alan from the UK here. I've been slogging slowly, or, or I've been slowly been slogging through your immense backlog. <laughs> I've slowly been slogging. Slowly slogging. Slowly been slogging. Yes. You and got enjoy- all the words together, but you've never got them in the right order. Can <laughs> we try that again in the right order, please? Acting is about choices. <laughs> he didn't like mine. We know all the words. Now we just yeah. have to get them in the right, right order. <laughs> <laughs> I've slowly been slogging through your immense backlog and enjoying every moment of it. I'm so sorry. By the way, I, I just finally got a chance to watch Hail Caesar, and it was amazing. I bet it's amazing. Oh, it was it so good. It looks like it's amazing. It was so good. I just, uh, a couple days ago, rewatched The Men Who Stare at Goats. <laughs> I think it's in my top ten. It's hysterical. It's good. It's good. You're a Coen Brothers guy, really. You were just now. Have, what's the last time I saw Raising Arizona? That was their I've never first seen big, Raising Arizona. That's oh, you should. Film. That, yeah. okay. you should. No, because yeah. now he won't. No, you should. No, don't oh, go If see. you can find it somewhere convenient and you're looking for something to do. Watch. Well, that, it's the same person who did the same guys who did Big Lebowski, and yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll look for it. Yeah, but I, it never interested me when I. You ever seen Fargo? Uh, oh, I love Fargo. I have. That was a long ass time. Fargo's ago. good. It, it's it still it still bears it. the one to avoid really, and, and people are going to lambaste me for this because people liked it, but I never got it. Was, uh, uh, you know, it's for kids. Uh, Saturday Night Live? Yes. Bag of Glass? Death no. of Smoochie? It'll come to me in a minute. I don't even think that was Coen Brothers, actually. <laughs> it was with Sam Raimi. It was... Um, carry on. Uh, it'll it'll pop into my head. <clears throat> guarantee you. Thanks to your stories and support for the Savage World system, <laughs> I've tried to get myself into as many Savage games as possible. As you should. Sucker proxy or one shots. Invent your hula hoop on your own time. That's star. it. That's it. The yes. Hudsucker proxy. Yeah. What is that? The name of the movie? The Hudsucker yeah. proxy. Yeah. What the fuck? I've never even heard of that. Yeah. It's it's not their strongest. I will suck your hud. Big Lebowski, Known Country for Old Men, Fargo, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? No, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I didn't realize it was Coen Brothers. That is a fantastic film. Yeah. Oh heck yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Do not seek the treasure. Uh, what's oh, Blood no Country Simple? for Old Men is a dark, dark movie. By yeah, the way. yes, it is. It is. What's Very. Blood Simple? Not funny. 
Uh, Blood Simple, also not funny. Uh, Fink? Something Fink? Barton, Barton Fink. Fink. Barton Fink. If you're a writer in Hollywood... Is that what's his name? Dude, if John, yeah, John Turillo. John Turillo. Oh, if, if you are a writer, it's you will love Barton Fink. John Turturro? Isn't that... Isn't when that did John Turturro Yeah, he plays Jesus. Jesus. From, uh, from, uh... Big oh, Bobby. yeah, yes, yes. The fucking Jesus. The Jesus. Nobody the fucks with the yeah, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. He's not British. You know, that's just like, uh... Your opinion, man. I thought you were, like, confusing him with, like, Jim Caviezel, the guy that played Jesus in, uh... Like, like the Mel Gibson Jesus movie. You know? No, man, there's only one Jesus. Actual Jesus. And that's Willem Dafoe, all right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. What an abortion of a film. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Harvey Keitel yes. looks great yes. in the red-headed oh, Har- afro. Yeah, Car- Harvey Keitel. I bought that he was from Aramea. With the red-headed <laughs> afro? Yeah, yeah, it was obviously a red-headed stepchild. Come on. Oh, Jesus. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> the whole fucking film was an atrocity. <laughs> One of the guys in my band said, oh, no, if you want to see a good movie about Jesus, because I think The Passion of the Christ had just come out, says, you got to, what, what's it called? Uh, 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 Last Temptation Last of Christ. Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah, you yeah, got to yeah. watch this. I said, I'm like, what the fuck? Especially, I, I'm not a huge Mel Gibson fan, but you watch it and you're like, okay, that may be what it kind of what it looked like a little bit. Right? It seemed like it might have been historically accurate. Right. I mean, yeah. who knows, right? Well, yeah, obviously. But then you but... watch this other thing, and it, not one person is trying to hide their fucking New Jersey accent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, come on, just a, a little effort in this movie where you're supposedly fucking actors? It's a Scorsese Could you fucking film. act? It's a Scorsese film. They're all from New Jersey and New York. Come on. <sighs> all right. <laughs> well, they did a lot of movies. First. Oh, True Grit! Yeah. yeah, and the best version of True Grit. Yeah, Jake Zuck oh. fine will be for some time. <laughs> you did not know that, really. You didn't know that was Coen Brothers. They're no, I had no idea that was Coen Brothers. Yeah, but that's it wasn't originally so, Coen so, Brothers. No, no, it was they did not direct. They were not alive and write. <laughs> they were probably <laughs> for a, John Wayne. They may have been alive. Maybe I don't know. I don't know how old they are. I think they're younger than we are. Oh, then they probably weren't alive. <clears throat> Spies like us. Oh boy. That was them? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yep. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, there's there's one to avoid. Yeah. Although, that, isn't that the one that has... Those aren't pillows. Yeah. No. That's, no, that's planes, trains, and automobiles. Planes, trains, and automobiles. That's John Hughes. Right. Now, uh, other random sort of insider Hollywood film that was awesome was Trumbo from this last year. I haven't seen it yet, but it looks really good. Again, Stu, I think you might like amazing. it. It's about writers. Yeah, it's okay. about... You know, the Especially whole communist the scare and yeah. all that. It's in your it's wheelhouse. Good. With so many good people in it. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, one of the games I've managed to take a part in is Deadlands. Uh, it's Deadla- Deadlands. I thought... <laughs> I said I thought it your people's way up. just to I, Make you feel sure better about yourselves. Say it however you like. Ashton Hensley said it was Deadlands. Yes. I remember playing the classic version of this game last year as a friend has every book for it. That's awesome. Sweet. Oh, the original? like the Yeah, the original Deadlands was awesome. Was it? It was really good. The, the Reloaded is good, too. Yeah. It yeah, really yeah. is. It's a lot of fun. Anyway, to my point. My character I plan on playing is a mad scientist doctor. With an unhealthy obsession with explosives. While being the group's 
healer, in quotation marks. Oh, dear. It also puts the group at risk because who knows if they're going to leave the operating table without a little extra implanted in their what, bodies. What, like a bomb? Yeah. Yeah. That's one way to make sure the party listens to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to have an argument, are we? Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> and then their chest starts going. Yeah, right, with the little predator count off. Because it's Deadland, so it's the Wild West. It's not like a cell phone. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it wouldn't even be that. Yeah, it would be. You have to. Here, hold on. Let me put these electrodes on your nipples. Maybe he just installs like Harkonnen style heart plugs on everybody. Like, oh yeah, there you go. Just no, it's listen to me. It's totally clockwork. You're right. It's like, yeah, yeah. Do you feel that ticking? If I don't reset your chest every day, <laughs> you die. <clears throat> uh, or hell, maybe even something less. You don't need two kidneys, right? You sure you need sell that. this much intestine? <laughs> it seems excessive. I plan on playing him a little on the insane side. I can already tell. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to just completely derail the group and their goals with my character's crazier side. My question to you is, pause for dramatic page turning, how would you go about playing a character with mental issues, be it insanity or eccentricities, without going overboard or making it seem forced uh, or ruining the fun for other players? Uh, Because I've been in too many games where one player tends to ruin it for the rest of the group, and I will not be that guy. Uh, thanks for any help you can give me regarding this topic. Take a drink and keep up the awesome podcast. Aye, aye, Captain. Okay. Um, the first thing I would suggest is um, it's really important to most people who are, you know, along this line, to not get caught. To not be, you know, sent away to the insane asylum. So... Um, you do your your crazy in moderation. Sure. And yeah, yeah. So that you can hide. Um, I played a character that was... Sorry. Sanitarium probably would be there. Yeah, sanitarium. okay. Right. <laughs> um, I <laughs> Vomitorium. <laughs> no, no, this isn't Rome. That's <laughs> weird words. Um, and I played a character who was a thoroughgoing sociopath. And was a, a serial killer, but really didn't want to get caught. So he used the other player characters as cover. And he was really hell-bent on them not ever finding out what what he was doing. Sure, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Uh, cra- Cyber Everything just said, crazy people aren't crazy all the time unless they're so crazy they're ineffective. Which you probably wouldn't be. Right. So your maladaptive crazy only comes out under severe stress. Yeah. That's possible, too. Uh, I was doing some research for Vampire before I decided to bring Albert back, and uh, one of the clans is all about being crazy. Malkavians. The Malkavians. Yeah. Yeah. And there's lots and lots of advice about playing a Malkavian out there, but most of it really boils down to don't just be the Joker. Right, because that's everybody defaults to. Everybody defaults to the chaostician, the one that always throws wrenches and always fucks shit up. You can still play crazy and still be fairly sane and still maintain a story. If you think that being crazy just means 
doing the opposite of what everybody else is doing. All you're doing is being that guy. Crazy you know, people yeah. have a, a motivation, but there and it's an inner motivation, but it isn't always just to fuck up the story or to fuck up what everybody else well, is it, doing. It, it, it has nothing to do with the story, but maybe as a player, you want to make the metagame decision to try to not derail the story when you're coming up with whatever your crazy is going to be. Right. right. And the other Com- thing is... There's they, lots can, of mental disorders out there that aren't just about fucking everything up. And you can, you can, you can play a long game, too. I mean, you don't have to be, I want to cause trouble all the time and be contrary all the time. It can be, no... There is a a conspiracy. I can hear about it in my head, and I'm going to start working towards and have your own little obsessive thing that you're working on, maybe in the off time or in the downtime, even sure. so you can even derail less. But there's something you're working on or something you're researching or something you're investigating that if you were to ever sit down and explain it to the rest of the party, they'd probably have you locked up, so you're not going to talk about what it is. Right. But We've learned enough. But And, and every... Every advice I read about Malkavian said, look up mental disorders. And many of them have links when you're going to play Malk. It's like, here's a link to mental hospitals. And it's really interesting how the amount of mental disorders that are out there. Because what they're saying is, don't just be a contrarian. Don't just throw wrenches. Find a mental disorder and stick with it, whether it's obsessive compulsive, which seems minor, but that can really be an obsessive thing for this person. And, it can, to do a and, and something like doing. OCD can make a really good way to characterize somebody. Uh-huh. So like, you know, every time the group comes up to a door, you open it, close it, open, close it, open, close it, and then you open it and go through it. Which yeah. makes it kind of tough to sneak in. Yep. It does. <laughs> and Or, you know, you see a situation that's not really funny, but to you it's funny. Right. You know, and these are just ideas, mm-hmm. but there, it's it's about characterizing what you do in a in a uh, a weird offbeat way. Uh, and I think uh, my point is that find a mental disorder and stick to and that. stand on it. Yeah, stick to absolutely. those rules of that mental disorder, whether it's schizophrenia, whether it's uh, an imaginary friend, whether it's OCD, and OCD can be. A really crippling thing, uh, whether it's agoraphobia. What, find something, but stick to that. Don't just be the crazy guy with an umbrella and, right. you know. Don't, don't, don't make an agoraphobic RPG character. Yeah, don't. Because then yeah. you've ruined the you game. You won't leave. What? Cyber Everything says, is this where I mention I'm, in real life, a psychiatric provider? There you go. Oh. There you go. <laughs> well, Delusions of grandeur, right there. Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Look at look at my <coughs> droid in Star Wars. The shit is hitting the fan now. <laughs> well, yeah, but I have played the droid oh, yeah. through the whole game Ex- you, very without consistently. any moral compass whatsoever. Other than you're not the only one who's playing without a moral compass. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, but that was the the like that part of the droid's programming went fucked up. Right. And that's how my character was born. Right. So through the whole thing it's But, but you stated oh. that to start with. Right. Uh, but yeah. it's basically like a mental disorder, but Yes, it is. You know, he's he's smart enough to be like, I'm not gonna like just go sneak up on the other party members and murder them in their sleep. Because right. I could discover something about their biology. Any, any, uh, like, anything that you've done that has been weird and creepy has kind of been off camera for the most part. Yeah. Your experimentations with the stormtrooper brain, mm-hmm. off camera. Um, 
in the in the most recent session, something happens and the shit kind of hits the fan a little. Well, but that's because of the mechanic of the game. Yes, like yeah. it's not like I was like, "Hey, everybody!" So, <laughs> to bring it back to this, the other thing I was thinking about when I was trying to come up with the milk was maybe coming up with a mechanical way to diffuse this because I could, could certainly see myself coming up with a personality that would then completely dominate the game or I would spend an enormous amount of time catering to Stork's weird character and not enough for everybody else. I didn't want that to happen. What I thought was I might play a Malk that had multiple personality disorders, but it would be on the roll of the dice whenever a stressful situation happened. I would uh, I was thinking Make a I would courage roll or a humanity roll or something. I give Stu a list and say here's four personalities that I have. When we get to a stressful situation and you think to yourself, you are under so duress, roll the dice and I would come up with or and then you'd say, you're playing Sophie right now. Right. And suddenly Sophie takes over my character. That would be fantastic. It would have been. And That'd I was be thinking so that would have been the way to go. It's like right. I have four personalities to go. But now it's a roll of the dice. So now you leave it to the GM and you say to the play- players, I am me until we get to a stressful situation and then I take over. So maybe you can have a mechanical thing that happens that allows your character, or like they snap, they turn to the Hulk, they become Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, uh, they have PTS, suddenly they have flashbacks. So when they get into a stressful situation, now you sure. snap. Now, we ha- I, this, rem- that re- this reminds me of a story in my very long running GURPS fantasy game that I ran in college. Stevie, I- I've mentioned Stevie before, he's the one who sort of talks like this. Oh, yes. Right? <clears throat> His character died. And he made a new character. And he made a mage who was obsessed, or I think he had paranoia and... What's the one that were you... you uh, Delusional? I think he had delusional. Uh, and he was... I don't know if it was paranoid. A paranoid delusional, yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. But fairly he, common in most of our politicians. He, and it, it, it came down to an obsession with demons. All right. He was terribly afraid that demons were going to try to take control of him or murder him or something of the sort. And his character was sketchy right from the very beginning. And all of the other player characters are like, this guy's a little weird. And he was being played by Stevie. So it seemed a little weird. So then <laughs> well, they went into a... I, 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 had one dungeon in this campaign, and I'm like, "What would ha- how how would a dungeon actually exist like a D and D dungeon?" And and so I said, "Okay, there's an actual dungeon under this castle where they keep all of their inmates and stuff, and some sort of magical backfire happened that mutated them into into some sort of monsters." That's pretty cool. And then yeah. I tried to figure out, okay... It's like what, an insane asylum where all the everybody's become... What do they eat while they're down there? And I actually tried to figure I out... I can smell your maids from here. How would... Exactly. Right. How would, how would they survive being locked up or enclosed in this dungeon underneath this ruined castle... Sure. For, you know, 500 years or however long they were there. So I came up with all of this weird shit. So they went down there... And somewhere in near the like bottom level of the thing, there was a demon. And they, I don't remember if they were able to kill the demon or if they had to run away from the demon. Because demons in, in GURPS were kind of serious. Well, so 
falling downstairs, he curbs. Well, yeah. <laughs> so but, I got a paper cut. I'm dead. However, yeah. however, Gang green rule. Right. No, how, it's it's Stork's falling downstairs rule. It's like how deadly is your system? If you fall downstairs and die, it's a deadly system. If you fall downstairs and get up and you're still able to fight. Yeah, it's it's an okay it's D and D. Yeah. Um, they 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 got out of the thing alive, but Steve's Steven's character had totally snapped because he actually came face to face with an actual demon he'd never seen one before in his life. So now he was concerned that the demon's soul had possessed members of the party, and we ended the session right as they exited the dungeon, and I got emails from two of the players saying, "Okay, at this point, our characters." Do not trust this guy. So much so, we're pretty sure he's dangerous, so we're going to do something about it next session. And they killed him. Now, he never did anything detrimental to the party with his insanity, but he did push to the point where where they felt, this guy is a danger, and we feel like we have to do something about that. Yeah. Is this a cautionary tale, or are you saying I, this is what it, you should do? I think it is a cautionary <laughs> No, no. I, 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 it, it is a cautionary tale, because, he, A, he did the right thing by not interfering with everything. Uh-huh. It was more of a... He sort of limited his the, the obsessive part of his insanity at times when they're not in the middle of a fight or things like that. Sure. And then once this sort of triggering thing happened... And it became very obvious that, oh, no, this guy's really lost his shit. And he, and Stevie, one thing I'd say about Stevie, he knew how to min-max a fucking mage. He committed, huh? Oh, no, no. He knew how to build Min-ma-all groups right. characters okay. like a motherfucker, All right. especially mages. And he would tear you up because he knew the magic system really well. So they had to basically do a sneak attack. And they killed him. They killed his character. Yeah. And he had to make a new character. <laughs> well, that, okay. And that that's the thing about, I guess, crazy people, which is... If you're going to do it, you got to commit to that act. And if you're going to commit, you need to have a specific crazy. You can't just be generally crazy and be the Joker. No. You need to commit to one, maybe two crazy things. You have PTS or whatever, and it manifests itself in a couple of ways. But you can't just be a general crazy guy, because now you're just a neutral elf, and nobody likes that. You really just need to commit to one, <laughs> but you need to stick to it. It can't be – you can't move the goalposts. You need to have a certain triggers, and you need to stay with that. It's going to be harder than you think. Yeah. Uh, delusions are super common, and a lot of them are kind of subtle at first in non-stressful times. Yeah. 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 If you really want to not, if you want to make sure that you're not the dick, then then find a mechanical thing that happens, and either have the GM roll it or you roll it. Like there's a snap, like you have a PTS, and you get a flashback, and all of a sudden you think you're a nom, and you start, was... and you go berserk. Whatever it is. In the uh, Big Blue Monkeys game. Yes. Way back in the day, I ended up playing like the Jekyll the, and Hyde. The professor. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, like, yeah Stephen played that character at the con. And like, it was just a thing. Like, it might happen. Shit goes wrong. Make a roll. Right. Like, yeah. So it wasn't that. Like, and, and, but you're not. And, and I think the, the way the character was built, he just has like different disadvantages. Yeah. So it's like, okay, now you're homicidal. And, but it, it, but it doesn't, it, it didn't like restrict you as a player, but it says no, now no. you're playing a different character. Well, but you totally had two different character sheets, didn't you? Yes, Cause at some point yes. he flipped, it really is. It's all, he hawks out. 
he turns into a, a high typed character or or yeah, a Hulk. It's, it's more. It's basically Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, right? Except he's not a, a huge bruiser. He's just well, likes to murder. Yeah. Well, that was the updated version. I actually got the one where he turned into like a big green demon. Yeah, like the, big picture, giant green. the picture in, He's that green. Stephen had, he was he was a green lizard looking guy. Well, it's it's exact same picture. It's the one I drew, which yeah. is he just he, but he, he gets a little bit he taller, does, but he's still he, and he, but he is he just he turns green, but he doesn't like I'm a monster. He he was faster, I think. But he carried a fucking scalpel, I, and he killed people with it. I think you changed it between I mean, the playtest and the... Because I, mean, I remember, like, my thing was, like, I grabbed the giant hauser between the ships when we were, like, in a boarding action, and I pulled the ships together and smashed the bad guy because he was trying to climb up the side of the ship. Between the two Between holes. the ships. I just kept going, <laughs> ah! Yeah, I may, I may have. That was back when it was in Hero. Because after Hero... Yes. After yeah. Hero, it was then in Moment of Truth. That's the most long recent, before moment. Of yeah, the most recent yeah. one was was in, was in mine. All right. In, so in, there you go. If you're going to be insane, pick an insanity and stick to it. It's just like the kid watching television on. Uh, what's the name of that movie? Uh, conspiracy theory. Oh, okay. No, not conspiracy theory. Enemy of the state. Remember when the director of the NSA is sitting there reading his newspaper and his daughter's bouncing up and down on the couch and switching channels? Is it like, do not. Pick one channel and stick with it. Yeah. <laughs> you made a phone call? You made a phone call! <laughs> what? Yeah, right. I mean, without, it's like, you made... And he starts prepping. But yeah, you can even be um, a little bit medical experimenty guy. <laughs> yeah. And not fuck the story. Right. Because you wouldn't, like... If you got to the point where you were so insane that you were like, I will try and kill everyone around me, then that, you would be locked away. That, right. character's, story has, okay. that character's story has already been told. Yeah. Right. right. Well, okay, here's here's the thing. So you were talking about, you know, like, after when they get off the operating table, maybe they have something taken out. Here's the way I would play that. When they come back and they go, why am I missing two feet of, in, of small intestine? You didn't need it. You weren't using it. Just How did it. you know? Did you pull it out and measure? <laughs> play, <laughs> just play it like the thing that they're worried about is very normal. Be like, no, no, trust me, it's it had totally to that normal, way. and because that will make it even more crazy and more creepy. Oh, just or come up with an excuse. Oh no, you had it damaged. Dam- so had oh bowel yeah, resection, sepsis. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you got justifications for it, but. Uh, it, that's the thing about crazy people is that they, the really, the really crazy ones have a justification. For what it to is them, yeah. they're crazy yeah. is normal. Mm-hmm. The, the thing about the Joker is he's he's a a unilateral crazy guy. He's just a chaostician. He's he's a true neutral bastard, and he's a wrench thrower, and he's going to fuck with whatever you could do. Right, but, but that's not necessarily. But let me also let, let me also the right crazy. Let me also hit on a point here: the Joker. Is a character from fiction. Well, yes, but that's what we're doing here too, right? I mean, let's not. We're still trying to play a game here, right? We're playing a game here, but it's an it's an organic thing. It's not a scripted thing. Well, like a real life example. Look at Ted Bundy, right? Motherfucker was brilliant. Oh yeah, right. Just brutally intelligent person. 
that just had no Moral mental compass. line that all the rest of us have about like, oh, you you know, you really shouldn't murder kill and, and eat people, people. murder people. K- Ted Kaczynski as well, the Unabomber. Yeah, yeah. He, he wrote. It was a great mathematician. Wrote some good dissertations, but but to no them, it was just crazy. The, was yeah. normal. Hmm. Well, it, it goes back to the same thing. Like everybody is the hero of their own story. Right. Crazy people don't sit around going, hmm, what can I do that's crazy today? I'm crazy. (laughs) That's not a thing. What can I fuck with next? No, No, that's not not a thing. And and their their crazy is need driven. There is a need that they are that they have to satisfy. Well, it's an agenda driven. Yeah, they have an agenda. There is a lady in my neighborhood that walks around with a baby stroller that has one of those 24 packs of sidewalk chalk in the stroller. No children, just stroller chalk. She pushes it up and down the main thoroughfare, sort of near where I live. And you see her out there, and she stops and pulls out a piece of chalk and writes a whole diatribe on the sidewalk, and then puts the chalk away and keeps walking. And if you walk past one of these, you read that it talks about the just most batshit stuff you can imagine. Like... President Obama is working with Vladimir Putin to control our minds through El Pollo Loco food and <laughs> don't oh, eat no, there. I love El Pollo Loco. <laughs> <laughs> Shit like that. That's when you read it, you're just like, that's hilarious. But this woman is trying to get the word out because she is concerned that the rest of us are turning into Russian American sheep from eating chicken. She's found a healthy outlet too. She's not just like screaming at the top of the lungs through traffic. Right, no, but but at the very same time, she is not interfering with the lives of the people that live in the neighborhood. No. She is not And she's using chalk, not spray paint. Right. Right. Because she knows she can't help herself, so she does this. She does her thing. Internal uh Cyber Everything says internal logic does exist. It's just not Reality-oriented. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So you have to have an agenda that you've made up. So anyway, there you go. Pick a mental illness, but stick to that. Stick to the rules of that illness. And then we go. Very good. And and I actually hit the... Like, I... uh, The story that always sticks with me from my wife, who is also a mental health professional, Mm -hmm. um, that she works in the school systems, various places over the years, and... The story that always sticks with me is that she was at work one day and she noticed a bunch of people because the the place she worked shared a parking lot with a shopping center. And there were a bunch of people out in the parking lot that didn't seem like they were going into the shopping center like normal folks would. They just seemed to be kind of loitering about their cars and that kind of stuff. So she made a pretty decent notice roll Mm. to have seen that happen. And it turns out all of those people were undercover police officers that were verifying that one of the people that was at the school she worked at was there that day. Whence then they decided to call in the SWAT team and Holy fuck. men with riot shields and batons charged into the, the educational facility and took one of the students away because the night before... This person had actively murdered a police officer. Oh, shit. And the next day just said, I'm time to get up and go to school. Wow. So. Right. Like, that's not the choice that I would have made. 
Like, <laughs> if I was involved in a homicide, either a, a killing the cop or right, B going right. to school afterwards. So if part A had happened, my next choice would be I got to get the fuck out. Like, let's go somewhere off the wall, hide in a dumpster. Right, but so, you're a basically sane person. Right, that's what I'm saying. Weird choices. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Yep. Should we call it? It's Yeah. I have to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. We'll see you in hell. It's all right. I have to go to work on Sunday. Why problem make when you no problem have you don't want to make? (laughs) You tell them. (laughs) I'm going to start using that in games with no accent. Well, the thing you have to ask yourself is, why problem make when you no problem have you don't want to make? Right? (laughs) <laughs> do you want all your games to end in two sessions because that's all that's going to happen <laughs> <laughs> well wait do you want to give yourself a way more prep because no, that. no no if you take away all the problems the players make for themselves <laughs> you will have nothing you'll have to make yeah. you have yeah. to come up with so much more our, to our, fill the hours our, our most eventful session is when the players start working against each other in the story. Well, yeah, always. <laughs> yeah. And it the shit has hit the fan now. And, and on more Man. than one front. On more than one front. It's quite exciting. It is. <laughs> I can't wait for next I time. can't wait till Bruce finds out that he was gypped and overcharged. <laughs> and he has to go back and demand his money back. That's no, I want you know, he forgot that he had the coupon. Oh! <laughs> that's going to be the best session ever. Oh! I, I told them, whenever you're on Nar Shaddaa, if you have the money... You can buy stuff. Buy whatever you want. I don't care. Do it between sessions. Yeah. I don't care. No, but you need to totally in-game tell Bruce that he just found a coupon for the thing that he bought three sessions ago. Oh, for a thousand dollars off. Yeah. For a thousand credits off. He'll lose his mind. No, he'll go and try to... I found this coupon. I bought... I you was have here. receipt? <laughs> Why problem make? Do you have receipt? Why problem you make? <laughs> I don't see your receipt, huh? <laughs> Coupons don't work with me. Only money. is counterfeit coupon. <laughs> you can just I don't make. Do the internet. same thing the woman did to you when you had a reservation. Oh, no, that doesn't mean anything. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I see the rage. It is. Bubble up. It was such an awesome story. <laughs> oh, fuck that woman. <sighs> Man. We're listeners of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast Weekend. Thank you for joining us for Season 17, Episode 5. Five. Of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. Hi. Comrade Dave. This is Stork. And this is Jib. And uh, Jackacon goes on until July 1st. Go and play games on the Google Pluses. So look for the the community there. And uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, next week, Saturday or Sunday, I don't remember. But I think next week is uh, Angry GM. Yeah, ne- it's Friday. It's Friday night, Angry GM. So... Trigger warning.
chill has gone It's the longest binge I've ever been on Had so many pints My mind's stupefied But through all the haze I still hear them cry Drink, motherfucker, drink, motherfucker, drink A Christian lad Have a curse on your head I'm drinking pint after pint Until I am dead I just keep drinking And I don't know why But tonight is the night That I drink till I Media Empire. Bum, 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 bum.